Radio. Good morning, Bobcat and Rattler fans, and welcome to this Friday morning edition of Bobcat Radio. I'm your host, Paxton Graff, and today I'm joined by my producer, Justin Brown, and co-hosts, John Carlo and J.P. Flanagan. We have a great show for you today where we'll talk about Rattler football, Texas State football, soccer, and football, or uh, Texas State volleyball, excuse me, soccer and football, as well as college and NFL matchups that we're looking forward to this weekend. But before we get into all of that, let's throw it toward John Carlo for a word from our sponsors. Twin Peaks Restaurant and Sports Bar is a sponsor of this broadcast of Bobcat Radio. Located on the northbound frontage road of I-35 at Guadalupe Street in San Marcos, Twin Peaks has bites, wings, burgers, sandwiches, and more. Info menu at TwinPeaksRestaurant.com. Twin Peaks eats, drinks, and scenic views. Thank you very much, Giancarlo. And now let's let's get this thing off with some Rattler football real quick. So the Rattlers will be taking a nice little road trip this weekend to Laredo, which is roughly about three hours-ish from here, so it's a little far. So unfortunately, we will actually not be covering this game tonight. It's the only game this season we won't be covering, but they will be playing against the Alexander Bulldogs tonight at 7 p.m., so... All you parents, all you fans who want to go, please go out and support them. It's going to be a big game. It's going to be a fun game. The Rattlers looking to even out at about 500 this game where they'll be 2-2 two and two if they win. Uh, so it's a big game for them, so make sure to go out and support them. But now let's switch it over to Texas State. So the Texas State soccer team will be opening up conference play this Saturday uh, at Bobcat Soccer Complex where they'll be playing against the Arkansas State Red Wolves. At noon, so you know uh, it's a big game, conference opener, and this is a, a Sun Belt is a really good conference as far as soccer play. So, Justin, what do you think it's going to take for these rat- or excuse me, not Rattlers, Bobcats to win this game? Well, these Bobcats are just going to have to be able to respond to the loss that they had the other day properly. Um, you know, it was a tough loss against TCU for Holman and their group and the only way you can bounce back in conference play is just hitting the ground ready and letting yesterday's mistakes be yesterday's mistakes when you look at this team these two teams in their past history when they have matched up in the past Texas State Bobcats won five of the 11 times and lost six of those times and they've tied once Um, The Bobcats last time they played against Arkansas State was October 1st, 2021. So this is a team they haven't seen in a minute. And they lost that one, unfortunately, one to three. But this group is different because they have Steve Holman. So I expect to see differently. Yeah, um, like you said, it's about bouncing back this week and a, a tough loss to TCU, um, not a Sacho program. They only lost to USC and then the number two ranked team in the country, Duke. Um, but this is really just about getting some more momentum going into the uh, conference play. Arkansas State and Georgia Southern haven't had the greatest start. Uh, so you really just try to improve your record. Hopefully we see 8-1-1 after this. Yeah, I think the Bobcats can definitely uh, bounce back, you know, from a tough loss, three, uh, three goal shutout um, to TCU. But I think the thing with this team is just being aggressive from the start of the match um, and in the second half because sometimes, you know, at the game, sometimes you can see they're a little, they're a little off on their energy um, throughout uh, certain, port- certain portions of the match. So just coming out with aggression to start and to finish the game. Yeah, and that aggression is coming from two of your biggest floor leaders, Matty Goss, Zoe Jr. These players are the leading in goals right now with three apiece, and they have really brought this energy to Steve Holman's soccer team. And, you know, 
there are times when they come out off, but it seems that they have corrected that. That is why they had a seven-game win streak, why they were doing amazing things, why they beat Rice for the first time in 20 years. So this team has all the momentum for conference play, and it just depends on how they perform on the field. Indeed right, Justin, and they will need to show that momentum again this Saturday at 12 p.m. at Bobcat Soccerplex. They will be taking on the Arkansas State Red Wolves, and that will be broadcasted on ESPN+. So now we're going to throw it to Strain Arena, where the Texas State volleyball team likes to play, and they, they previously played this past week with their Bobcat Invitational. But this weekend, they're going to be heading up north to Fort Worth, the cowboy town, and they will be... Uh, going and playing in the Horn Frog Invitational. So let me give you all these three matchups that they're going to be playing against. Uh, today, they're going to be playing against Abilene Christian at 4 p.m. Tomorrow, they'll be playing against the Alabama Crimson Tide at 1.30 p.m. And then Sunday, or excuse me, Saturday, actually, they will be playing against the host team, the TCU Horn Frogs, at 7 p.m. Now, only that last game against TCU will be broadcasted, and that will be broadcast on ESPN+. Plus. So, Again, Justin, you know, uh, I know you like to follow this volleyball team a lot. That They're fun to watch. I watched them last weekend. It's going to be a tough tournament, little, little invitational tournament, but what do you think it's going to take for them to really go three and out this week? Well, this volleyball group of girls, we can't forget, they went all the way across the Pacific Ocean for a tournament. So a few hours and in Fort Worth, Texas, I don't think it's going to be too much of an issue. Uh, this Bobcat team, we saw them in the Bobcat Invitational last weekend, you know, succeeding a 2-1 win over the tournament, and Janelle Fitzgerald did win MVP of this tournament. You know, Janelle Fitzgerald currently the active leader among games played for the Bobcats and Emily DeWalt, the second place, she's showing up just as well. 20 of setter of the week she received this week is the most for any player in NCAA history. So it is just amazing. Uh, Sean Hewitt's group of girls, they're 29 and three in conference play, you know, so far in their career. And that shows that they have winning under their belt. Now, this is an away tournament, obviously, a tournament in the Horned Frog Invitational. And TCU brought Texas State some issues recently, especially in the soccer area. So if the Bobcats want to get revenge for that, they got to come and play their best brand of volleyball this weekend. Yeah, they definitely do. And, you know, one thing that I want to look forward to is Emily DeWalt. I don't know if y'all realize this. She has the last name of a power drill or a power accessory uh, tool. This is true. And so I want to see DeWalt come in, Power Tools, come in and give her a sponsorship with how much she is setting on the court. It would be a fun, fun NIL deal for her to get, no doubt. But we're actually going to send it to a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about some before that break, I just wanted to add one thing, Pax. Before okay. we send it away, I just wanted to mention, before we send away the soccer team, I wanted to talk about the importance of them playing a bigger school like Alabama. All right. You know, these bigger school, schools they played, like UCLA, the other Invitational Hawaii, I think this will be a great opportunity for them, especially here in Dallas, for Alabama to come down um, and the Bobcats to play them here in the state. I think that gives them an opportunity for success. We saw them, unfortunately, lose to Ole Miss recently. That's a bigger school in Mississippi. So let's see if they have the same type of luck with the Alabama Crimson Tide. Yes, let's hope and let's hope that they go out there and give it the best to an SEC school. But uh, like I said, we're going to take it to a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk some Texas State football. And we're actually going to have a nice interview with a young reporter with the Baylor Athletics team. Uh, and that will be Michael Hag. So make sure to stay tuned. You're listening to KTSW 89.9. And welcome back to this Friday's edition of Bobcat Radio. I'm your host, Paxton Graff, 
alongside me, Justin Brown, John Carlo, and J.P. Flanagan. And we're actually going to open up to Texas State football. Now, the Bobcats recently had a game this past week against the Florida International uh, team, and they they went off. They had a wonderful rushing game. They had a pretty good passing game as well, and they ultimately won that game 41-12. to Now, this week, this week it will be a little different. They got a nice big opponent in the Baylor Bears who previously, before this past week, were ranked number ninth in the nation. That was until they recently fell to the BYU Cougars up there at Brigham Young University where they fell in two overtimes, 26 to 20. So you got to expect that they are coming out, the Bears for that matter are going to come out. They're, they got something to prove. They still want to have a shot at the playoffs for that matter, Big 12 championship for that matter. And they got a lot to prove, but the Bobcats equally have something to prove. They've got bowl champion or a bowl game on the line that they're trying to make for their first time in a decade since they've moved to FBS. And so a lot is on the line for both teams going into this game. And, you know, guys, I just want to open it up to all of y'all. What do you think it's going to take really for the Bobcats to pull this out? You know, I, well, for the Bobcats, it's definitely um, starting off strong from the beginning. Um, Definitely uh, just, executing not letting the crowd get to you not letting you know being the Baylor it being Baylor we put up a good fight last year uh against Baylor for our home opener um I definitely think that this Bobcat team you know coming off the win uh last week uh will have a good and strong start uh against Baylor most definitely and if you look at the the record history between Baylor and the Bobcats they're 0-3 against the Baylor Bears. And like you mentioned, John Carlo, the Bears were against uh, playing against the Texas State Bobcats at home last year, September 4th, 2021. Unfortunately, they lost that one 20 to 29. Um, it was a close game throughout, but unfortunately, the Bobcats lost that one at home. Now, they're looking with this new quarterback, Lane Hatcher, and his performance that we saw at home against Florida International. I mean, they do have the momentum right now, especially playing against a large national team that just got recently upset by BYU. So there are some opportunities for the Bobcats to come in here and show some of that Sun Belt fun belt we talked about recently, especially with App State upsetting Texas A&M. It would be quite fortunate for Sunbelt teams to do the same against these nationally ranked schools. Yeah, uh, got to give credit to the offense last week. Uh, a big issue going into the season or in week one with first Nevada uh, was turnovers and protecting the quarterback. Uh, they did a great job of that last week against FIU. Um, you're just going to need to see more of that this week. Obviously, Baylor, a big 12 defending champs, a uh, much harder team, but you're just going to need to do the same things um, going into this game. Just protect your quarterback, no turnovers, and hopefully you pull out a victory against top 25 school. Yeah, and going into that, uh, the Sun Belt Fun Belt, this will be another huge win for the Sun Belt if they do come out with this. I mean, last week was really entertaining to watch. This week, you've got this game, plus you've got College Game Day's Game of the Week, which is uh, App State and Troy. So the Sun Belt finally getting some recognition like they rightfully deserve. But, you know, one thing that I will say is that this Baylor offense has got a lot of young talent. It's got a lot of new upcoming uh, athletes it's not like last year's offense so I feel like the offense will struggle a little bit but the defense defense is where they have their strongest point and with Lane Hatcher he's been decent so far and so I feel like it's going to be a struggle for him to get into it 
But I'm interested to see how Calvin Hill goes. Because that first matchup, Nevada, nothing was going for the run game. And then this past week against FIU, he had 28 carries for 195 yards. Just five yards short of 200 yards. That's roughly seven yards per carry. So I'm interested to see how he plays against this really good Baylor defense. But it will definitely be a fun one to watch. And this, this game will actually be broadcasted by KTSW. On the call will be, be Clint Shields and Jeff Gandy. And they will start their pregame show right about 10.15 a.m. tomorrow morning. And kickoff is set for 11 a.m. And that game will be tomorrow in Waco at uh, ooh, I was about to say Floyd Casey Stadium at McLean Stadium. Floyd Casey was their old stadium at McLean Stadium, where Texas State Bobcats will be going up against the number 17th ranked Baylor Bears. So y'all tune into that one. Go out and watch it if y'all want to. Um, but it is going to be a good one. So we are uh, we're actually going to switch it over real quick, and we're going to talk about other college football matchups for this week that y'all are looking forward to. So I want y'all to give me at least one game that you're really looking forward to this weekend and then predict it for me. So, you know, I'll I'll start first if y'all want me to. Uh, the game that I'm really looking forward to is uh, BYU and Oregon. I mean, BYU, th- this is, I believe, the only matchup this weekend that is against two top 25 teams. And BYU just coming off a huge win against Baylor, obviously. So they've got the momentum from that. Oregon still still got salty saltiness from that awful Georgia loss. And so they've got something to prove as far as on the national spotlight. So I'm interested to see what it'll look like for these two teams to go against each other. Now, one thing Oregon's got going for them, it's at Ozine Stadium. Uh, they're in Oregon. So I, uh, I'm interested to see how that will turn out. But my prediction for it, I honestly got the Cougars coming out with this. I mean, BYU, I know it's a shocker, but BYU's got a good, consistent team they've had for past three, maybe four years now. Oregon's got a new coaching staff. They've got a new quarterback. They've got a new defense. They've got a lot of new things. I feel like they're still trying to get used to it. Now, I do think it'll be a lot closer than it was with Georgia, but I got ultimately I've got BYU coming out with a dub this weekend. Very, very controversial for you to say there. Uh, you know, do I think BYU has what it takes to continue this national upset, you know, streak they're going on? I don't know. But one game I am excited for, I mentioned the Sun Belt, Fun Belt earlier, and two teams from the Sun Belt are going to be getting nationally recognized. And I think that is amazing, especially for the Bobcats who are part of the Sun Belt Conference. Um, two of these teams, no other than Troy and App State, Troy and App State, college game day with ESPN is actually going to be going to Boone, North Carolina to watch App State and the Troy Trojans play, which is something I'm super excited to watch. Not are these, these teams are not nationally ranked, you know, huge powerhouses like, you know, UT or Miami would be or any other teams that y'all may list (laughs) for exciting games this weekend. But no, I'm just really excited to see what App State can do. You know, they had the national spotlight when they played against A&M, they got the win. So I'd say momentum's in their favor against Troy. And I think App State being in North Carolina are going to get the win against Troy. Yeah, and a part of me wants to... uh, 
go to this UTSA Texas game, but um, with the uncertainty at quarterback, possibly playing a third string, I don't really want to make any bold <clears throat> predictions on that game. Uh, I'm really just going to choose this Nebraska Oklahoma game, an old Big 12 matchup, uh, big rivalry. Probably one of the greatest games ever played was that 1971 Nebraska versus Oklahoma game where Nebraska won by four points. Um, an old rivalry. I'm going to go ahead and say Oklahoma wins this game with like a sure 14 points, but I think Nebraska bounces back a little bit. I mean, they fired their coach last week, but they still got talent on this roster uh, with Casey Thompson at quarterback. So a uh, very interesting game to see. Uh, it's got some old traditions in it, so uh, early morning 11 a.m. game. And the game that I'm looking forward to is uh, Miami and Texas A&M. I want to see how Texas A&M uh, bounces back, you know, after the Sun Belt, Fun Belt. You know, crush, <laughs> crush their uh, game last week. Um, but definitely want to see how Jimbo Fisher responds, uh, you know, with the back and forth with him and Nick Saban over in the offseason about, you know, buying players and, you know, saying that they have the best recruits, uh, you know, after losing to App State. Just want to see how they bounce back and if they can get a win. Yeah, and going off of uh, JP's game of the week, Oklahoma and Nebraska, you know, I am a UT fan, so I'm obviously going to go for Nebraska in this one, but it will definitely be interesting to see because uh, Scott Frost is no longer at the helm for the Cornhuskers, so it will be interesting to see how it pans out for them. Good thing is is that they're in Lincoln. I believe it is a night game. I'm not for sure, uh, but I know that they're in Lincoln this year, so they've got that on their side. Uh, but it would definitely be a tough one. Now, one thing that people did point out is that Dylan Gabriel, this is his first time going to an away game in his collegiate career. He's he, Last year, he's in high school. Or no, 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 he wasn't in high school. Sorry. But this is his first time going to a big away game like this on the national stage. And uh, so I'll be interested to see how he plays. Uh, and then A&M and Miami, that will be a good one. Now, no longer Haynes King is no longer the starting quarterback. It's Max Johnson, which he is a transfer from LSU. So that'll be interesting to see how he plays. I know that Haynes King, I I, I think he was just seeing like ghosts out there. <laughs> he was throwing it to no one practically. So it'll be interesting to see how Max Johnson plays. But those are two uh, or four, for that matter, big games this week. Y'all make sure to try to tune into those or uh, watch those. They'll be fun, entertaining. If you love just watching nice blue uh, blue bud blue blood, excuse me, uh, college teams going at it. That's definitely Nebraska and OU. So y'all make sure to tune into that. But now let's go to the more professional level, <laughs> which is the National Football League. And so you know, I'm interested to see what y'all have as y'all's game of the week and how y'all predict this one. So I'll start first. I My game of the week is probably going to be a surprising one, but it's actually the Eagles and the Vikings. Uh, these are two teams that are currently undefeated. It, I, I was looking at ESPN, and these are the this is the only matchup where two teams that are still undefeated, quote-unquote, they've only played one game, but that are undefeated go against each other this week. And this will actually be a Monday night game. They'll be sharing the spotlight with the other Monday night game, which is the Titans and Mills, which that will probably be a good one as well. But the Vikings and Eagles, that'll be a good one because, I mean, the Vikings let the Packers have it last game. I mean, the Packers did nothing offensively. Um, and then the Justin Jefferson went off. Unfortunately, I do not have him on my fantasy team. But I looked, and he had 38 points, I believe, on fantasy. 
So uh, it will be interesting to see how he goes against uh, this Eagles defense. But then on the Eagles side, you've got Jalen Hurts, who's he's proven that he he's a pretty good quarterback. He's not going to give you the most outstanding fantasy numbers, but he is. You can at least back him up in saying that he's going to give us a win this week. He's not, you know, like uh, uh, Daniel Jones or something like that. He's you can you can have faith in Jalen Hurts. But uh, so I'm interested to see how this will pan out this week. But I ultimately have the Vikings winning this one. I think Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. And then on top of that, you got the, the Vikings defense, which I think is better than the Eagles defense. I think the Vikings are going to come out with this one. But, guys, I want to hand it over to y'all. What is one game you are looking forward to? Why? And then predict it. All right. Do I think the Vikings are going to win that one? Maybe not. Maybe you're just on the hype train of Kirk Cousins. But what I will say is this. I'm excited about one Sunday matchup. Uh, a Sunday matchup that is going to be having no other than Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers playing against Chicago Bears. And it's going to be interesting to see. It's 720. It's going to be Sunday night football. And I'm just wanting to see if Aaron Rodgers can bounce back from that first game performance that you were talking about, how the Packers were getting destroyed by the Vikings. And it seemed like he could not get it going. And his first game of the season, I mean, there. if you look at last year, you look at Aaron Rodgers last year, he had a terrible first game of the season. And then you look, he ends up winning the MVP. So what does that mean? It means this is an opportunity for him to showcase. Is it just going to be like last year? Are you going to have a bad first game and then show up and play your best best brand of football? And I don't think you have a better chance in unless against the Chicago Bears. I mean, what are the Bears? What are the Bears going to do? The Bears are going to lose. That's what they're, they're going to do. So go go Packers. Um, Seven twenty p.m. Sunday night. Definitely watch that on NBC. Does he still own them? Yeah, just to piggyback <laughs> off that, does he still think he owns them? Um, this will be a really good test for that. Uh, if, if he really thinks that's the case, then he's got to be able to do it with less talent around him than last year. Um, this Chicago team is very young, and Justin Fields definitely has the capability. Showed it last week against a young Trey Lance. Um, but yeah, just to piggyback off that, this will be a good test to see if he really does own them. Um, but my highlight's going to be the Bengals-Cowboys game, oh. just because it's really easy to talk mm. bad about the Cowboys sometimes. But uh, they're going to have a backup quarterback this time around, uh, Cooper Rush. He did have a few games last year in this in the missing of Dak Prescott that where he did highlight a little bit. But this Bengals defense just had a bad week, and Joe Burrow definitely had a bad week with the four interceptions. So this is just going to be his redemption against a Cowboys team that is going to be on, a, on the wrong foot. And you picked the game I was going to pick. <laughs> yeah, as a Cowboys fan, I mean, I just want to see how they bounce back uh, with Rush at the helm um, for the offense. And, you know, Joe Burrow slacking last week. Just Joe Shiesty was not there in the building um, last game. So I just want to see how both teams bounce back um, to a horrible start to their week one and to the season. Um, but, you know. Go Cowboys, go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am a Cowboys fan, and uh, I've said it on Claws to the Walls multiple times. I'm not your typical Cowboys fan who's just delusional every season, thinking we're going to go all the way. This is the year. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, it will be interesting to see Cooper Rush lead this offense. I mean, he did it last year against Minnesota and did a wonderful job. It will be interesting to see him now not only do it one game, but pretty much half the season. So, uh, now, I, I believe Dak's expectancy is probably up to six weeks now, I think, something like that. So 
that will be what, week week seven, week eight. So about literally right midway through the season. So be interested to see Cooper Rush and this Cowboys offense, really the whole Cowboys team as a whole. But that is going to be it for our uh, predictions for the NFL. But let's actually continue talking about the NFL. And we're going to switch it over to our fantasy league. Uh, we have a KTSW fantasy league. Uh, we started uh, two weeks ago when we had our draft here in the studio. And now we are in week two. And so, guys, I want to just I want you all to recap your week one, how y'all did, who was your star player, and then talk about this upcoming week. Who do you think your star player is going to be, and how do you think you're going to do? Now, unfortunately, being projected to be 13th place, I <laughs> did lose the first game of the NFL fantasy week, and that was against Nolan Phillips. I lost 127 to 133, mm. and my best player was Jamar Chase with 28.9 points, and uh, that's with Joe Burrow you know, throwing four interceptions that first game. But, you know, I got to be excited. Because I have Joe Burrow, as, Joe Shiesty, as my quarterback on my fantasy team. And they're going to be playing against no other than the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, <laughs> sorry to hurt y'all's feelings, but it's going to be embarrassing. I don't know if Cooper Rush is even going to be at 1% of his yards that uh, <laughs> that will be thrown. But, yeah, I'm excited to see Joe Shiesty slaughter the Cowboys and win me in fantasy. So yeah. I, I appreciate you giving me a hard stare as you <laughs> yes that cowboys <laughs> defense though i mean they've got dan quinn it's it's not yeah. a defense to mess with. that's definitely our strongest link right now but jp Probably. what do you got um i just want to give a shout out to the lions they uh both running backs gave me a, a really good uh, outing last week 26 from deandre swift and then i also for some reason have uh williams on my bench uh i didn't i didn't pick him auto draft but thank you uh, they both had big games with 26 and 16 so uh, just shout out to the lions because I, I did not expect that i thought my running backs were going to be weak but i apparently got two good ones now so yeah well uh my my week last week was a decent one i went against uh, jordan young go watch his stuff or go read his stuff on the web content page but I went against his team, and it wasn't pretty, but I did come out with a win. And my number one player was my number one pick, and that was Jonathan Taylor, who had 27.5 points uh, against the Houston Texans. So, you know, I'm excited to have him, but unfortunately I did lose my star receiver in Keenan Allen, who now has a hammy injury. And so those are no lo- those are not fun to deal with. But um, So I'm looking for a receiver. But this week, uh, you know, I've got high hopes about this week, even though I don't really have any receivers going in. Uh, but, you know, one player I'm literally looking forward to is honest, obviously Jonathan Taylor. But the next player is my quarterback, Tom Brady. I'm interested to see him bounce back. Last week he had 10 points, I believe, something like that, against the Cowboys. That shows you really how good this Cowboys defense is. But then on top of that, I mean, if he really is the GOAT, he will prove that he he's got it on the fantasy league as well as the actual NFL league. And so I'm interested to see him go off this week. He's playing against the Saints. The Saints defense is, uh, you know, decent one. It's not the greatest. It's not the worst. Uh, so I'm interested to see how he'll pan out against that. But uh, that will conclude us for this fantasy league chat. Uh, make sure to tune in each week to hear about that and hear who's winning it. Uh, but Justin, I'm going to ask you this time, 
what's the weather going to be like today? All righty. I will give you the weather forecast, and I will, I'm, I will try my best to make sure it's 100% accurate. Mm-hmm. San Marcos is 83 degree. Wait, sorry, 83 <laughs> degrees currently in a high of 91 and a low of 72 for today. Um, you can expect sun all day today, and if you're looking at the precipitation chance in the next 24 hours, there is a 0% chance for rain. And I am serious, there's 0% chance of rain, so you do not need to pack your umbrella today. Look forward to some sunny skies and wear some sunscreen if you're too much in the heat. But yes, Me. 83 <laughs> degrees, um, only a high of 91. So, I mean, we're getting, we're a little bit of a cool front right now, I'd say, like an 8-degree mm-hmm. cool front, because, you know, it's not 100, but... It's doable. Yeah, definitely. And I woke up yesterday morning because I had an 8 a.m. class. But I woke up yesterday and I walked out. I mean, it felt like it was winter outside. It was nice and cool. It was like like 63. Yeah, it was was in the 60s. It was wonderful. I loved it. And then it felt like summer during the day. But so there you have it, folks. It's going to be a nice, beautiful day. Definitely go enjoy the river if you want to get some coolness in you. Uh, Get some water as well. Make sure to stay hydrated. Uh, just in case, if Justin decides to have his like uh, recent weather prediction, mm-hmm. just take a su- umbrella just in case. If it decides <laughs> to get, <laughs> it, if it decides prepared. to rain. But uh, real quick before we leave, I'm just going to reannounce uh, tomorrow's game. Texas State Bobcats will be playing against the ba- number 17th ranked Baylor Bears at McLean Stadium in Waco, and that will be 11 a.m. kickoff. But make sure to tune in here to KTSW, where we will have Clint Shields and Jeff Gandy on the call, and they will start their pregame name or pregame show at 10.15 a.m. So y'all make sure to tune into that, listen to the whole game, and cheer on your Bobcats. But uh, that seems to be all the time that we have today, folks. So uh, make sure that if you enjoyed this episode of Bobcat Radio, make sure to follow us, leave a like, do all that. Because we keep you updated with everything Texas State and Rattler related. And so follow us here on Twitter at KTSW Sports, Instagram, and YouTube for that matter. So we want to give a special thanks to everyone in the studio today for helping out. We've got Justin Brown, who produced this wonderful episode. we got John Carlo, and we've got J.P. Plenigan, who they did a fantastic job at co-hosting this episode. So thank you all for listening today. Now... Let's get you back to the other side of the radio.